Hello listeners, before we get into this week's Minute, I just want to mention the Movies by Minute Chicago Meetup and Convention. It's on this Saturday, August 26th at the Greenhouse Theatre Centre in Chicago. All your favourite Minute by Minute hosts will be there from the Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute and Back to the Future Minute and a lot more. There's panels all day, how-tos, talking about the whole thing. All day tickets are $20. Well, the closing show tickets are $10. So if you're a fan of the Movies by Minute format and uh, love listening to the hosts talk about their favourite films, head on down to the Grand House Theatre in Chicago this Saturday, August 26th. of the Lost World. Dave, how are you going? Yeah, good. Uh, another one of my hobbies, I guess you'd call it, my collections, I got many different collections, is I collect uh, Halloween masks. And so Trick or Treat Studios just came out this year with the new, with a replica of the 1975 Captain Kirk mask. Even though I'm not a Star Trek fan, I'm a huge Michael Myers fan. Mm-hmm. And the Michael, and the 1975 Kirk mask is what was used to create the Michael Myers mask in the 1978 movie. Okay. And so I recently got a uh, replica of that mask. And it looks really, really good. I'm really excited to have it. Oh, nice. Do you have those displayed? Uh, I keep them in my closet. I used to keep them next to my bed, but they kind of started to creep me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Big bit of news happened this week with uh, the release of a trailer for Jurassic World Evolution. And I think the trailer's hooked just about everyone. <laughs> it's definitely hooked me. Yeah, yeah. I like how it starts out uh, with the hatchling. Kind of uh, echoes Jurassic World a bit, but it's the T-Rex. Mm. Is it, though? I know, yeah, I, know it, I know. it uses the eye for the transition, but... No, it definitely has two fingers. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't look that closely. It took, it took me a couple of times watching it to make sure, but yeah, it definitely has two fingers. So that would imply that this isn't Rexy. No. Mm. They are definitely breeding their own T-Rex. Yep. They have a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have two if this is the case, but um, but that that's good, though. It's not like... Because uh, I remember in... Um, the park builders for the mobile devices to, to get a T-Rex was a... Like, you know, you had to pay to get it. Um, yeah, I, I heard about that. I never played any of the mobile game apps, but, yeah, I did hear about that, and there was a big uproar about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose, looking back at some of the games that came out before, um, Genesis, Operation Genesis is the big one this seems to be going after, which was about 14 years ago, like 2013. Yeah. Oh, 2003 it came out, or two. But mm-hmm. um, it was all right for what it was. It sort of really, uh, it really was a thing of its time. Just the uh, the graphics and and that sort of thing. I, I played a, a 
I put a few hours into it, then just sort of got bored and never played it again. Um, yeah, the majority of the uh, that that game has going for it is reskinning. Yeah, basically, yeah. And modding it a lot. And that that's it. Here we are, 13, 14 years later, and people are still modding, modding that game with the IREX and all sorts of other stuff. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show the sort of legacy it has. Um, I know personally, my favourite. I still have a soft spot for Trespasser and the uh, original Jurassic World PlayStation Two game, but that's just me. They, those games had their issues, but um, the games I can just go back to and keep on playing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, Operation Genesis was really more of a kind of zoo tycoon before there really was zoo tycoon. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest problem here now going into this trail. Like, it's it's a CG trailer. It's not gameplay whatsoever. The game's still a year yeah. away. Um, so I think people need to really remember that. And mm-hmm. um, some graphics fa- may not. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Graphics, graphics definitely might change. They might not. It is. Uh, it has been a while. I'm I'm sort of in the in the mindset of uh, like your Sim Cities and your farm sim mm-hmm. farm and and as you said the, the railway tycoon and all that where it's not the best graphics it's pretty a sim, it's pretty simple um build engine you get a certain amount of items you can put in your park mm-hmm. um, but the, the studio that's doing it apparently they've just done a um a zoo tycoon type game and it's pretty good you can reskin animals um reskin vehicles sort of like into different color schemes um oh good Maybe we can uh, be able to do that with the, this game. Yeah. Put a T-Rex in there. Yeah, other stuff. Yeah, well, that's 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 one of the things. Like, this was a greyish, dull T-Rex we seen in the trailer. Yeah, if it was could... kind of grey. It kind of reminded me a bit of how the uh, T-Rex looks on the DVD. Mm. And so it also kind of reminds... Um, it's a different render from the game that we previously saw that it was cancelled that... Survivor, uh, the survivalist game. Has it been cancelled though? Because we were we were waiting for that thing to be announced at E3, and it never come. Um, Sony or someone sold the rights to it to someone else a couple of months ago, and it seemed like the game was going back into production. Uh, as far as I know, it's been cancelled. Oh, okay. I, I haven't heard anything since. The T-Rex render is really good. It it reminds me of the. Um, old-fashioned renders that we used to get from, from the T-Rex from the first and second movie with the um, the kind of high-backed and, sh- and sharp ridge along the back that is uh, kind of with a thin, pointy back of the head. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. It's easier to just probably post something up on, the, uh, when the, on our Facebook page when this minute goes live. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That uh, ridged back that the t- that the Jurassic Park T Rex had, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yep. Jurassic World really didn't have that. Actually, I have to say the design for this T Rex and this render actually looked better than Jurassic World. It wasn't as real photorealistic, but it was a better design. Mm. Actually, looked like the Jurassic Park T Rex, you know. Yeah, especially in the head, I noticed. Yeah. Um, and just. Imagine having it, the, the design's not going to change. It's going to be exactly the same mold or 
animation, but just reskinning it with the the male the buck from the Lost World or even mm-hmm. the one from Jurassic Park for a just having that ability to do stuff like that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. Um, but as as for like the design of the Rex itself, it's just this trailer's got fan service written all over it. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> even just the noises it makes. Every noise yeah. that T Rex makes is something from the films. Yeah, it was great. Um, and we've only been we've only been talking here the last few minutes about how good it'd be to see the T Rex out and hunt, and here it is <laughs> going after Parasolophus and absolutely throwing it to the ground. Yeah, their first their first attack was a bit over the top, but it looked really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But even even just the interaction with the uh, environment being able to grab wire, fence wires and yeah. concrete. So again, this is probably lending itself to uh, previous games, video game cutscenes or trailers where you can do stuff, or it shows you can do stuff, but you can't actually do it in game. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder, and again, this is me going back to earlier sim games, and I just wonder if there's going to be like a disaster mode. Um, and possibly, there was back in... Um, uh, Operation Genesis, you would have things like hurricanes come along, or animals would escape, or animals would start fighting and killing each other and stuff. Yeah, that was computer driven though. I wonder yeah. if you can you can physically go radio. Oh, that might be interesting. Because remember, something like Sim City used to be able to have a tornado come through or yeah. alien and that attack, and you had to try and clean up the mess afterwards just to try and do mm-hmm. stuff. It might might give you some extra extra points or extra money. Um, I hope there's no monetization in this thing. Let us let us pay the 50 or 60 bucks and we get the full game. Yeah, really. Um, that's another thing is they have a habit of re- uh, releasing unfinished games these days. And that's why it's probably not a good idea to pre-order right away. Because you know they're going to release this game and they'll have to put a patch in. They'll have to put a patch out for us like a month or a couple weeks later. And of course, there's also the DLCs they'll sell us, you yeah. know. Yeah, and see, I'm, I still prefer getting physical stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. I hate, I hate buying games on Steam and then having to use Steam every time I want to play them and, yeah, and or having the internet on. Because then if Steam goes down, your all your games go down. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yep, just like having an iTunes library. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. good to sit there and look at, but if you can't, you can't play it on the road. Mm-hmm. Um. Exactly. I mean, I remember my first gaming console was a PlayStation 1, actually, but the ma- my main one that I had for the longest time was a PlayStation 2, and I just I never really replaced it. Yeah, but sorry. I remember when, like, a storm would come through and knock out the satellite. i just turn on the PS2, and I'd start playing uh, games. I'd, I had Jaws Unleashed, a bunch of Tony Hawk games, stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, Just video game for the rest of the day. Nowadays, if you're, if like say uh, your internet goes out, your Wi-Fi goes out, you're SOL. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, there's very little you can do on your mobile phone or iPad mm-hmm. or even game, even game system now. They're all connected to the internet, which is a shame. But hey, that's technology. That's the way things are going. I'm not mm-hmm. a gamer, so I can't really complain about it. It's, but there's probably <laughs> better, there's probably benefits there. Um, mm-hmm. Just I was just going to talk about the world. That looks like it builds here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Just you being able to dr- create your own Jurassic World. Um, yeah. As the trailer shows, sort of your own way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sort of. You're not as limited to uh, 
how the original park was laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you can set up hotels. I noticed the um, gyrosphere was in there, the monorail. I noticed uh, the T-Rex Kingdom was in there. And I noticed you could set up like your own security points, your own fencing probably. Mm. Yeah. And that was that was one good thing about Genesis, being able to go out and tour vehicles and sort of tour your own mm-hmm. park. Um, and the gyrospheres, I hope, have the same sort of function where you can climb in a gyrosphere and go out and take photos. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the um, like the CG's a lot better. Oh, yeah, Because right. it used to be just like the days of Trespass, you'd sit there and look up at the Brachiosaur hopping around. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to move back then. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did notice that they had the, like, the, or the original kind of Jeeps, but the, um, but within Jurassic World colors, that kind of gunship gray with a Jurassic World logo on the side of them. yeah. Yeah, you'll see me and stuff like that, being able to drive vehicles around. Um, you had limited playability to do that in the original mm-hmm. game. and um, Again, being able to reskin those into Jurassic World or even red and sandy colour, or grey for the uh, Jurassic Park Jeeps. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Or even the uh, the one the Rex flips over sort of even have a, has a Lost World feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just paint them green and put an engine sign on the side of them. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, the whole time. Yeah, I noticed that the, speaking of the Lost World, I noticed that the Parasaurolophus that the T Rex flips over is in the Lost World car scheme, just like the ones in the movie. Mm. So that's I thought I thought that was interesting that they kept that was like one thing they kept from uh, the previous movies was the Parasaurolophus looking exactly like it does in the Lost World. Yep. Yeah, and just little things like that, again. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that the that there's Brachiosaurus uh, next to the Patasaurus. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep, yep. Pac- uh, Brachiosaurus back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like being able to build your own monorail around the islands as well. Oh, again, yeah, cool. again, yeah, I hope you could sit in there and just look out a window as you go over your paddocks. But it's good here, too. You can see sort of the herds... Mm-hmm. Walking, um, unlike sort of the park builders where you got one animal in one fenced-in area, you couldn't herd. Um, if you'd done the mods yep. to Operation Genesis, you could sort of herd yeah. um, animals there. But yeah, but I, it's just I'm I'm not sort of uh, in on today's gaming, but I just found it odd that this was released a year before it's going to come out. The trailer. Um, <laughs> It's probably a hype-building thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard sometimes they do this to uh, to get pre-order sales started so they can have the money to finish a project. Which, as you are saying before, if you go ahead and pre-order it and they don't have the sales they expect or something and uh, can't fund the rest of the project, that it might not even come out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is upsetting, but uh, the score has a lot the Lost World theme in it as well. I did it. I know. I didn't notice. Yeah, after the T Rex brings the uh, the parasaur down, and you sort mm-hmm. of you get that uh, Lost World the Hunt theme, even though it's missing a couple okay. of notes, and then it oh. then it cuts into that um, that slow Jurassic Park, na 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 sound. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I wasn't really paying much attention to the score, but I did hear that. Mm. I was too enthralled by the visuals. 
Uh, well, even even just the little the the comedic parts in that T Rex escape. Um, yeah. Like it's they're fixing the fence with the animal in it, which mm-hmm. is a no no to start with. You'd think you'd tranquilize it or something. Yeah. And then it comes over, bites the wires. One of the guys uh-huh. on the pole doing work is thrown over into the pen. Um, uh-huh. But the Rex ignores him and sort of smashes through the concrete. Um, and little little worker throws his hard hat at the T-Rex and starts to run before he gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saved his buddy, though. Yeah, yeah. Saved his buddy up there on the fence. But yeah, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great little animation and CG trailer. Um, yeah. I just hope it's, it's sort of similar now. Going off what Universal have done in the past, this could just reskin a previous game and sell it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Slap, slap the Jurassic World um, logo on it and sell it. Malcolm, yeah. <laughs> sell it. But um, you want to sell it? Yeah, they've um, they said in the press release they're sort of 15 years of uh, making these sort of games. This is from the uh, production company. They uh, reckon that they're at a stage now where they can give this game and give the Jurassic Park franchise a game it really deserves. So um, stuff like that is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose the big thing for us is uh, the mention of Sauna and the uh, Five Death Archipelago also being included. Um, oh, yeah, that would be great. What ha- what happens, what that's about, if it's just uh, the island maps you can build on? Because um, mm-hmm. it, does, it does say research facilities, so um, I'd I'd love, and this is, this is me, fan... <laughs> fan loving now if uh, you, mm. we can get the sauna map like a proper sauna map with uh, yeah, the worker village yeah the, oh Without did we village or anything like that oh okay yeah but you even just, you, could build, you could build like your own islands and stuff a lot of people did build Isla Sauna oh okay yep yep but just imagine having yeah. a sauna map and having having the operations building or the lab or stuff like that you can plonk down to uh, populate your park. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd certainly love that. Mm-hmm. I would too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ending was also really spectacular where uh, the T-Rex is uh, where she's standing on top of the Jeep just and roaring out in that same kind of mirrored pose from the First movie, I thought mm. that was a great callback. Yep, standing over the wrecked jeep, sort of once again. Um, humans have failed. I'm in charge. Yeah. One one slight nitpick though. Can we stop using the Maserati corporate helicopter for the uh, Ranger helicopter <laughs> or oh, the yeah, a- ACU helicopter? Like the only reason it was used in Jurassic World was because ACU had no other air assets on island. Although Hoskins come in that other um, olive-drabbed helicopter, so I don't know what it was doing. But um, it was an engine helicopter, though. This was like a Jurassic World personal helicopter for Masrani. Yeah. And I admit, I don't like the design. It it looks too much like a tour group helicopter. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a expensive VIP helicopter sort of sort of thing, and it's just he flew it there and was getting pilot lessons in it, so. Mm-hmm. He's, he's decided to take the initiative and get the uh, minigun strapped into it <laughs> to go after mm-hmm. the IREX, but that, that doesn't mean that in any f- uh, further 
tie in games or anything that you can use that as a um, ACU asset. It's get get a decent get I'm well, not a gunship, but get a decent uh, air asset in there. Yeah, I'd imagine that they they probably would have used more like of those out of draft kind of military style helicopters in the event of a asset out of containment. You know? Yeah. Yep. But that's but that's uh, still there's that's another big plot hole from Jurassic World that hopefully is answered. I doubt it will be, but just Hoskins arriving in that helicopter, the landing craft arriving on Nublar, appearing from nowhere and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's starting to change the subject. So, <laughs> um, anything else on the game you want to bring up? I think we're good with that. I did hear. I did hear one. Uh, one person reviewing it was uh, hopeful that maybe uh, PlayStation VR would use the gyrospheres like you're touring oh, yeah. the park and sort yeah, of in- yeah. incorporate a VR. It would be cool. Yeah. It would be cool. And I did hear that PlayStation might be getting a version as well as PC. Yeah, yep. So I don't, don't know if I'll go ahead and lash out for the VR version just to have it. If the, if the CG's mm-hmm. there um, and it's semi-realistic, then I'd probably look at doing it, but... Yeah, I'm yeah somewhat excited. Uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, can't wait. Hope it uh, hope it comes to fruition. Me too. Shoot it! Tell them to shoot it. And I suppose quickly before we go on to minute forty six, the uh, we've got a reveal this week that uh, there's Jurassic World two or Fallen Kingdom Lego sets coming out. Mhm. Yes, um, there are. Five. That's found by uh, Joshua Finch on Twitter. Yep. He found it in the catalog. Yep. Which it's not it's not spoiler enough, and there's no images of the sets. It just sort of announces that uh, there's going to be five five mainline Lego sets, which the Lost mm-hmm. uh, Lost World Jurassic World had. Um, although I think that's not including the little blind bag sets as well. But um, there's also going to be I think two Junior and two. Uh, Duplo sets as well, um, which could be fun. Yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed the Jurassic World Lego, and it sort of gives yeah, me some, something to look forward to. Apparently, the uh, the first of Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom figures are going to start hitting in April, and so is the Lego. So mm-hmm. I'll be uh, putting some money aside for April next year. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Toy Fair. Oh, we've got New York Comic Con coming up in a couple of months' time, so hopefully we see some uh, the first of Mattel's offerings there. Mm-hmm. Skipper SS Venture, this is Engine Harbor Master. Do you copy? Over. Skipper SS Venture, you are approaching the breakwater at flank speed. Reduce at once. Over. I haven't got. I'm still starting to get over this cold. Um, the eclipse has come and gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course we're recording this before then, so we uh, haven't learnt of the Earth's impending doom. So <laughs> while we are still here in one piece, do you want to get into forty-six? Sure. All right. As we ended minute forty-five, the Lost World, Nick had freed the baby T-Rex and was making his escape. As we begin in minute forty-six, the Lost World, Nick emerges from a pool of water. Sarah running over see what he's carrying, and not liking one bit what she sees. 
She asked Nick, are you out of your mind? Do you have any idea what that thing is? Nick replies, she's got a broken leg. Let's get her in the car before they hear us. Sarah replies once again, are you out of your mind? And as she opens the rear door to the M-Class Mercedes, she says, oh man, Ian's not going to like this. At 45 minutes and 18 seconds, we cut back to the hunter's camp. Deed is standing in front of the Triceratops cage holding a padlock. Ludlow and Roland come running over as Roland takes the padlock from Dita and inspects it. Ludlow asks, what's going on? Roland replies, while looking at the padlock, isn't it obvious? We aren't alone on this island, and throws the padlock down into the fire. At 45 minutes and 30 seconds, we cut to the inside of the trailer. Ian Malcolm runs inside, followed by Kelly, and she turns on the lights. At 45 minutes and 36 seconds, Malcolm inspects the radio console and says it's not set to the frequency. Kelly comes over beside him and grabs a red book from the shelf and says, look here. At 45 minutes and 44 seconds, we cut to the view of the front of the Mercedes. The winch starting to spool up, the cable going taut. Eddie's lifting the high hide up and down, testing the winch cable. As in the background, we can see the lights from the other Mercedes start to approach and a wailing noise can continue to be heard over the sound of the winch. Eddie stands back against the high hide as the car drives past, the baby T-Rex bellowing out the window as it does. And as the minute ends, he looks off in the direction of the departing car, wondering, what the hell was that? Alright, so we get uh, straight off from minute 45, we get Sarah run over to the water's edge to see Nick carrying the baby T-Rex here. Um... And it's just great. This whole the animatronic Rex was designed to be a complete unit to be carried, um, mm-hmm. and just sort of work yeah. independently on they its own. The, and they have the battery pack hidden up the uh, hidden up the character sleeves or hidden away in a inner pocket on the character. Mm. I mean, on the uh, actor's wardrobe. And in the trailer scene that we have coming up in this minute, you can spot just slight just for a slight second the. Uh, cords going from the underside of the T-Rex to the battery pack inside Nick's, uh, inside Nick's, uh, shirt here, but, Mm. um, for the most part, they did a very good job of hiding the fact that this is just an electronically controlled character. Yeah, I think the worst, the worst part of it is where we get to the trailers in a minute where it's laying down the table, it doesn't really, um, curve with the table and look like something laying on a, on a hard surface, but... Um, well, that also has to do with the fact that it's a um, it's hydraulics all uh, with a bit of framing on the inside, with, and they have a foam latex skin stretched over it. And they actually use on these character on these dinosaurs, they use a thinner pole of uh, latex for the dinosaurs for a bit more realism. Hmm. In the Bruce Jurassic Park, they used a bit thicker latex. Yeah. Well, that's it. The technology it's sort of come along a lot from that first film where they're probably going for thickness more to keep the water out. Yeah. Um, knowing they're going to have a scene in the rain with the T-Rex, but, um... Nah, and it's sort of, it's a it's a trick of the eye, too, because the animal's not a dog. It can't lay down flat on the ground. Um, uh-huh. But we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the trailers here in a minute. Or in the next minute. But, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> get Sarah, are you out of your mind? Do you know, enough, do you know what that is? Um, and Nick, she's got a broken leg. Interesting, he says she. 
is clearly a male. When you see the pictures of the animatronic, it's got uh, a much lighter version of the male's colors. Yep. It almost looks like it's almost a like a baby alligator in that respect. Yep. Yeah, but uh, broken legless getter in the car mm-hmm. before, before they hear us. Um, again, this thing's crying out. So it's a wonder. It's a wonder they haven't heard heard it mm. already. Um, especially if they're sort of assessing damage in the camp and just starting to learn of a sabotage. Mm-hmm. It happened well, there. in the in the uh, in the script, they mentioned that they kept the window open for the baby T Rex in the back of the in the back of the car there. And so uh, Sarah Harding was like, "Close this damn window because the whole, you're, this thing was going to wake up the entire jungle." <laughs> Well, yeah, and that, that'll that lead us into uh, when we uh, drive past Eddie in a minute. But, um, mm. um, but if yeah, do you have any idea what this is? I don't think Nick does. I don't think he realizes it's a baby T-Rex. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, of course, recognizes what it is instantly. And that even the danger, too. But it's as she opens the back door of the car to let Nick climb in with the animal, um, mm-hmm. obviously holding it the whole time so it doesn't hurt its leg anymore. Um, it's a wonder it's not thrashing around more with its legs and sort of, especially when you're sitting down the back, it's not tearing yeah. at your legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Something we never really talked about is the design of the baby T-Rex thus far. Mm-hmm. And so something that uh, they mentioned in, that Stan Winston Studios mentions in their making of book, The Winston Effect, is that they had to have a delicate balance between cute and fearsome. Yep. When they were designing this baby T-Rex, they were always keeping in mind that this thing was going to grow up and become a ferocious predator. Mm-hmm. And so they do a very good job of blending those cute big baby eyes with the features that you can tell this thing is going to grow up and be a ferocious predator. Yeah, I think the uh, the sort of evilness of it comes across when you're seeing the, the head straight on. Uh-huh. Because um, from the side, as you said, you've got that, those big eyes... Um, that sort of give that cute, cutie look. But when you yeah. sort of look forward, you can see the teeth line um, mm-hmm. and the sort of jaw uh, looks like a frown. Like a yeah, frown. when it's looking at you like you're pretty, you realize. <laughs> mm. And of course, another thing is that we've, in the past couple of years since this movie's come out, in the past 20 years, we've learned a lot about how baby T-Rexes look. Yep. And so we've actually learned that they have a bit of an elongated snout that is not at all like what it looks like in this baby T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, I guess that would just be a sign of the times. Science marches on, but movies do not. Yeah, yep. Yep, and you got to sort of give those conceits um, to older films as, as time goes on and mm-hmm. we learn more. Um, like you couldn't, you couldn't turn around and say you'll condemn, or not condemn, but sort of talk down on even Jurassic Park for uh, what they've done with the raptors and that at school. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of what they were aiming at. That's the amount of knowledge we had at the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone. Well, I just think it's, I think it's so interesting how different the that dinosaurs looked compared to what we thought of they looked 20 years ago, mm-hmm. based on this movie. You know. Well, even and so. Yeah, even just the simple having Crash McCreary do all the art, um, like you sort uh-huh. of. Even now, you can see on some dinosaur toys and stuff that's not official, um, mm-hmm. the older way of drawing dinosaurs. And once Crash come along, 
um, the, the like sort of just standard dinosaur designs changed a lot. Um, tails in the air, not dragging on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. there's no doubt at, at all that uh, dinosaur. The Jurassic Park, in general, has become kind of the definitive view for dinosaurs in the past 20, 25 years, you know? And that's I that's mean, exactly what they were going for. You'd look at any of the behind-the-scenes stuff where you got um, Jack Horner and that talking mm-hmm. about designing animals and that. And I think it's, it's a quote from one of the um, documentaries. It says, people, people asked him, what did dinosaurs look like? And he says, go see Jurassic Park. Um Mm-hmm. Which is sort of okay. Well, you've made a couple of mutants in here that aren't real dinosaurs, the Dilophosaur for one. But mm-hmm. um, but that's that's fine. Yeah. Well, you also have to consider that that quote was uh, said twenty twenty three years ago. You know, mm. that was back when the when Jurassic Park just came out and they were doing the um, doing the behind the scenes making ofs and putting all that footage together and interviewing everybody. And so he said that like 23, 24 years ago. And back then, dinosaurs did look like this. We thought they looked like this, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure it's something he says post each movie coming in. I'm sure he said it here where we start getting the stegosaurs and some of the other animals introduced. And he pretty much guaranteed he would have said it after Jurassic Park 3 where you start to see quills on the raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, another thing about Jurassic Park 3 is it's interesting the Spinosaurus has changed so much since we thought that's what it looked like in 2000 in 2001. That's what Spinosaurus looked like to science. Now we know it has the body of a dock sound and is mostly aquatic. And that's, yeah, we've got, I think there's five or six bones found of it. It's not even a complete skeleton. Like, it's complete guesswork of what, what mm-hmm. it sort of looked like. And they've gone, well, let's do it like this. Um, in the Jurassic canon, you can say, right, it's a hybrid of woos or whatever else, and that's why it looks the way it does, and it's mm-hmm. quite easy to accept that animal as it is in the film. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it has a taste for blood and on murderous rampage, but that's that's <laughs> that's the conceit of the film. It's a monster movie. Mm-hmm. They're on the island, they're getting chased. Um, I'm sort of glad they'd done that with a made-up, or not a made-up animal, with the Spinosaur and didn't... Uh, sort of make the raptors or the T-Rex um, sort of like that, where we get the T-Rex here sort of just tracking and hunting and chasing people across the island. So um, it's maybe a little bit more subtle, but complainers are going to complain. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to say, <laughs> say about that. Um, but it's also interesting too, um, definitely in the novel they described the baby T-Rex is described as having down um, on their heads mm-hmm. and necks. I think they're, they're probably a little bit younger than what this one is. Um, well, there's another predominant theory back in um, 1995 when Crichton released the novel was that dinosaur baby dinosaurs were almost like baby birds in the, in the way that they had these this downy covering. Hmm. But they would eventually lose that downy covering and um, as they grew older. I don't know why, but Science has shown that they wouldn't, but yeah, well, it's the same um, with the feather debate as well. It's still interesting that he that he kind of retconned that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. when we see the young T Rex in the first novel, he the the young T Rex is it looks it's like a miniature version of the adult. Mm. 
sells the toy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the minute. Yeah, back to the minute. <laughs> That's all right, a bit of filler. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole Sarah knows, or well, um, you assume she knows exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of sort of purveying that danger of this is a baby T-Rex, we're uh, in trouble here. It's, oh no, Ian's not going to like this. <laughs> like it, taking it back and having Ian see it is the danger here and not the fact that it's a baby T-Rex. Yeah. But uh, we cut back to uh, camp again with uh, Dita standing in front of the trike cage, twirling the cut padlock in his hands. Um, yep. It's also interesting here we get our first sort of rumble of thunder, knowing that there's a storm on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yeah. again, like the first movie, you're going to have this big storm. Well, it's not really mm-hmm. a storm, or well, it is a storm, but yeah, you're going to have this large rain event in the middle just to uh, add some atmosphere, not really lead to the mm-hmm. any danger. And it's interesting, and we'll talk more about this as we get to those minutes, but I find it interesting that this storm sticks around a bit more than the tropical storm in the first movie. The tropical storm in the first movie kind of... Um, kind of just moves around and uh, it, go, it comes and it goes. It's mostly in a, a very short event. You, it's, uh, you get a little rain event from the evening and on into the night, but then once it's over, it's over. Well, in, this yeah. movie, in this movie, it rains, then we, it stops, and then it starts raining again. You but know? The, the clouds hang around, though, because you see as they're trekking and getting rained on even more... <laughs> Well, they're just trying to survive mm-hmm. and they're getting wet, but um, yeah, it is interesting because we see the uh, the computer illustration when um, Muldoon's getting the weather report to say the storm's going to come straight out of the island. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, as you said, yeah, it's sort of we start getting some splatters of rain as they uh, leave the Triceratops, um, and then that the famous shot of the waves hitting the uh, breakwater in Kauai mm-hmm. there, which was uh, real footage from when the actual hurricane hit. But, um, yeah, yeah, we've got the rain as the explorers go back to the uh, rest area at the the T-Rex enclosure, and it sort of Mm -hmm. rains while the attack happens, and then as soon as the car goes over the cliff and Grant and uh, Lex wash himself off, the storm's gone, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you can kind of hear the uh, pattering of the water drops coming off the trees when Nedry's... um, When Nedry's getting attacked by the Dilophosaurus, but that's about it. Well, even there, it's raining as he's making his escape, but uh, by the time he crashes and gets down to roll the winch out, the Mm -hmm. rain stopped. Yeah. I mean, the rain's going a little bit, but it's not nearly the downpour that it was. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's that's just sort of the wonder of filmmaking, too, all these interior sets um, with Mm -hmm. these massive water cranes in there. Just drenching everything. Mm-hmm. Electrical lights and that as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we get uh, Ludlow runs runs up as Ro- as Roland sort of appears on the scene as well and what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And Roland takes a lock from Dita. Uh, isn't it obvious we aren't alone on this island? And throws the uh, padlock down to a nearby fire, which uh, has to be one of the fires the hunters had going, because you can see there's definitely mm-hmm. wood would they burning yeah. but then we didn't see this fire next to the triceratops cage earlier so maybe just a cut a bit of a cut here for a dramatic effect and not 
not really in the same spot. Mm, possibly. And then uh, we cut to the trailer interior. Um, Ian and of and... course, the raindrops already on the windows. Yeah, yep. It's raining outside now. Yep. Um, Ian and Kelly walk into the or walk into the trailer, presumably after they've just left the hunter's camp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a pity we didn't get any uh, any sort of talking between them uh, the last time we seen them to say what they were going to be doing because these two have gone back to the trailer to try and call for help after Malcolm joked mm-hmm. about using the uh, engine communications to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just love here where he, we, Ian walks into the trailer, just stands out with his hands on his hips in like a hero pose. <laughs> And he holds it for about five seconds before he turns and looks at the radio equipment. But you get Kelly turning the lights on. I just love the, the power-up sound effects, where you mm-hmm. obviously get the generators starting up. Um, I would have thought it would have been battery power at this point, but um, that's a good little background effect with the noise. Mm. Um, he looks at the radio. It's not set to the frequency, which, of course, isn't because he was playing with the radio last time. We seen <laughs> him in the trailer. But uh, Kelly pulls out a little red book and hands to him and says, look here. Which must be a frequency book of some description. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to... Uh, Eddie, we cut to a view of a winch starting to spool up. Um, mm-hmm. And Eddie starts to lift the high height into position. Um, and it's... it's We get a weird mashing of sound here. You get the, the, yeah. whirl, of, the whirl of the winch and it's sort of... It's the same effect used for the baby T-Rex because that explorer comes past here. Uh, pretty, uh-huh. pretty quickly, mind you, as well, in the rain. I'm surprised I didn't hit him. But, um, because <laughs> you got a. His uh, Mercedes there with no lights on, and it's camouflaged, and they're driving in the pouring rain. Could have yeah. been an interesting end to the night if she'd hit, hit Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. Yeah. But, um, but again, back to the noise. Like, you got Eddie sort of lifting the winch up, <laughs> testing the weight. On the winch, lifts the high height yeah. up a couple of feet off the ground and back down again. Mm-hmm. And then the. Now, uh, because geez, I see a light shining in the background and it can't be the moon. I wonder if Eddie set up a spotlight here pointing down uh, from the tree. You know? Well, and that's. I suppose we can talk a little bit about the high height here. He would have had to have gone up and rigged some sort of pulley to a branch or whatever he's got that winch rope going over. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe he's already sort of free climbed the tree um, to send the winch cable up, and and hung and hung a sort of work lamp or something. Yeah. Um, but then it's Eddie. I don't know. <laughs> not not to be not to be. Uh, I don't know what the racist word for fat is, but uh, he <laughs> doesn't really seem to be the one to <laughs> to climb. Especially yeah. later when we see I, how yeah, high I, they go. <laughs> He's not uh, athletically inclined. Yeah, and climbing trees sort of that height uh, yeah. does take a bit out of you. But, um, Which is why I always kind of wondered, maybe he had he had the winch and he had a, um, like a, um, I'm not really sure, like a pistol, one of those... Um, well, a pneumatic launcher, like a, like a beanbag gun. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, and then he shot the rope up over a high branch. Yeah, you could shoot a um, like a leader rope up and over with the winch cable attached to the end of it and pull it up over. But that sort yeah. of it, it lends to the nitpicking again here because you see the the winch drum's got three quarters of its winch cable on. It's not all mm-hmm. spooled out. 
Um, but it's just that's nitpicking here. <laughs> the, um, yeah. But as the car drives past, you sort of get the the baby crying out, um, and it sort of matches uh-huh. that winch, that winch being used. Um, I, know, I always thought that was kind of a cool sound mixing that they did there. Mm. The way the one sound transforms into the other, you know. Well, you never really know what's what. What's what's the baby and what's the winch until the car uh-huh. drives past. Um, uh-huh. Also, you can hear the uh, the engine of the Explorer as it drives as a Mercedes that drives past, so these aren't electric. Although it's more of a wine, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's more of a wine, so it might be an electric motor. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also clearly driving on a road, yeah, too. Uh, which, which yeah, makes well, this uh, scene was filmed on Calsag Road in the in the Prairie Creek Redwoods. Okay. Kind of this, like, off... We're off, not off-road, but... It's like a... Side road to the main road that cuts through the Prairie Creek Redwoods. That there's a scenic highway that cuts through the redwoods off from the main highway. Yeah. And then Cal Cal Road is like a small little dirt road that cuts off. I didn't even pay pay any attention. I wasn't even going going to try to find this location because <laughs> the road goes unwinds all the way through and everything can look the same around there. And plus, this is at night. Yeah. So there's not really any distinguishing features. Well, that's where it's interesting that this was a location, not a set, because um, the road's a lot more enclosed than probably what the road would have been, so it's obviously been set-dressed to make it more enclosed. Um, And because it's dark, you can't really see... Not necessarily. Even some of the main roads out there can be very, very tight, and they don't even allow RVs to go on some of them because you will be able to cut, touch the trees passing <laughs> in your car. Yeah, take the roof off. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I would imagine and, a small road like Calsag Road to be that tight. Yeah. Yeah. But then you sort of, you don't really get a, a shot of the redwoods here either. Um, and we know later on all the stuff in the high hide was done on a stage with the reprojection, but... Um, yeah, it's just interesting they've used this for a real location. Maybe there is a uh, a body of water there somewhere that they used for that previous scene. Possibly. Knowing filmmaking, is probably somewhere in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. Yeah. It very well could have been. Yeah. But yeah, it's just we get the, the M-Class driving down this road here. And again, our only real hint that there's some sort of road there that they uh, drove drove to the hunter's camp mm-hmm. from where they have the uh, RV set up. Um, but yeah, you get Eddie, what the hell was that? <laughs> Is it roaring and driving past? But that's um, that's where we end this minute. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose one other thing to had sort of missed from before, um, I find it highly unlikely those helicopters would have drove past where the uh, Malcolm's team's got the RV set up and not seen it when we see the helicopters arrive at the island a few minutes ago. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yes, the trails are camouflaged, but you've still got the glass windows that will be sending off yeah, a true. reflection. And the solar yeah. panels on the roof. Um, yeah. And and even Hammond spending the money to uh, get this expedition there and not going through InGen's books or Ludlow not knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it just seems a bit odd that uh, 
the hunters don't know that the other party's going to be already there. But it also adds to adds to the uh, the hunters not really keeping on their surroundings. Again, you're on a dinosaur-infested island, and no one's mm-hmm. no one's watching the perimeter. No one's everyone's just relaxed watching the uh, video uplink to the board with Ludlow. Yeah, it's just it's nitpicking, I know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Dave, anything more on 46 you want to discuss before we get out of here? No, I think we pretty much covered a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of cutting back and forth, sort of setting up or ending what we uh, had happen with the uh, Hunter's Camp and sort of moving on to the uh, one of the main sequences here with the trailers, so it's going to be a fun mm-hmm. couple of minutes to come up. Yep. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com email feedback to the lost world minute at gmail.com facebook the lost world minute twitter at the lost world minute and instagram the lost world minute easy to remember yeah yeah very easy to remember (laughs) uh david thank you for joining me for this recording and uh we'll be back i've been brad i'm dave and uh we'll talk to you all later talk to you later bye it is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.